are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I got to thinking if I had only one opportunity, just one time, uh, to share one message with the people of God, and especially with those who are preparing themselves to be used by God. What could I say to them in one session, one chapel service, that I think probably would help them more than any other one thing that I could share with them? And I come to the conclusion it would be on the subject of sin. That may sound strange to you right now. And there are many other subjects. All of the Bible is important to us. All of the Word of God has something special for us in a special way to help us in our ways, in all of our ways, in our ministries, and in our lives. But there's one thing that I feel uh, will help us more than anything else in relation to all that we have to deal with in our ministries, in our lives, in your preparation for the ministry that God has for you and prayerfully and hopefully uh, you're going to get to that ministry and that you're going to be able to complete that ministry and stand before the Lord Jesus uh, hearing a well done, thou good and faithful servant. Uh, But there's a lot of things that you're going to have to contend with between now and then. Before you finish the race, uh, there's going to be a lot of things you have to contend with. A lot of battles to fight, a lot of challenges in life. So I've chosen the word sin and the subject of sin. Certainly, I could not have in one session all that needs to be said or to learn about sin. But I would suggest to you that you study everything you can about it. You learn everything you can about it because sin is your enemy. And it will keep you from getting where you're going. It may stop you from ever graduating from this school right here. All of us are born into it. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all fit into that all. The psalmist said, I was born in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. I was born in it, he said. All of us are guilty of it. All of us have already had to admit that we were guilty And when we were able to admit that, we were able to get some forgiveness and we can know salvation this morning from the penalty of sin. Most of us would have to openly admit to that even after we have been saved that we're not immune to the possibility of sin. The evidence of sin's rampage in humanity 
has been seen and is being seen and will be seen throughout all the lifespan of mankind. The wreckage of sin is strong all across this nation, in the home, in the workplace, in the colleges, on the college campuses, on the Christian college campuses. The wreckage, it is a wreckage of humanity. Why do we have laws? Because of sin. Why do we have an air force? And why do we have an army? And, and why do we have all of these uh, weapons of war? Because of sin. Sin is a result of all of it. You and I have already found that sin comes easy. It's not difficult. It's not hard to sin. It's easy to do because you see, we still have that nature. The old man still wants to please himself and enjoy what they see out there that they think is going to make life more enjoyable for them. So sinning comes real easy because it is our nature to do so. Because we are fallen in our nature and the heart is deceitful and it's desperately wicked. I'm here to say to you this morning, this is one of the greatest, greatest campuses in the nation. But there are no walls so hallowed that sin can't make its way into it. When you and I showed up here, the potential to sin showed up. And you may sit under the most dedicated teachers. And you may walk with some of the finest people in this nation who come from all areas of life and gathered yourselves together to prepare yourselves to fulfill the will of God. But when you showed up today, the potential to sin showed up with you. We don't want that potential to develop in our lives, though, do we? You see, we are born in it. And therefore, we had no choice as to whether we would be sinners or not. Birth does not give you the choice of whether you want to be a sinner or not. Your parents can't give you the privilege of whether you want to be a sinner. I had, I had no privilege as to whether I would want to be a sinner or not. I was just born a sinner. But I and you do have the privilege of how much sinning I want to do. You and I are born with the old nature and we still have it. It still wants to have its way with you. It still wants to get you out of the will of God. It still wants to break your testimony down. It really wants to break your life down. Satan would like nothing better than see some of you beautiful young ladies lose your virginity in life. Some of you men 
become immoral in life. The potential is there. I'm just taking you this morning where we live, right where we are. And before we ever walk on on that golden street in New Jerusalem, and before we shout hallelujah and have a good time and rejoice sitting down at the marriage supper of the Lamb, you and I have got to contend with the sin that we've got to face with in all of our lives. You're going to have to be victorious in your sinful nature if you graduate here. You get out onto the battlefield along the way. All sin's bad. There's no such thing as good sin, little sin. All sin's bad. All sin damages us in some way. To some degree, all of us are damaged by every and any little sin that we might consider to be little and happens. Some are more costly than others, though. But I would say this to you, sin will take you further. Then you want to go. Keep you longer than you want to stay. And generally will make you pay more than you can afford to pay. But the good news is, the Lord hath left this promise in 1 John 1, 9. That if we'll confess our sins, and he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There are so many examples of the wreckage of sin. You can see those that have been to Christian schools, raised in Christian homes, their lives and their ministries wrecked. It's not uncommon to read about it or hear about it in this day in which you and I live. Men who've had successful ministries and ladies who've had successful ministries and They're coming home from the mission field because of sin. They're quitting the ministry because of sin. And sin is having its rampage. And I'll guarantee you this morning that old nature is like nothing better than just getting out and having its way in your heart and your life. And so it's a real battle for us all along the way. I've taken a few illustrations out of the Bible that God has given to us. Of those that sinned, took them further than they wanted to go. Kept them longer than they wanted to stay. And made them pay a price they really couldn't afford to pay. I take you over to the book of Judges. And I take you to a young man by the name of Samson. Samson, sin took him further than they wanted to kept him longer than he wanted to stay and made him pay a price he really couldn't afford to pay. Think about this. Samson was a God-sent young man. When you read about it in in Judges chapter uh, 13 and the Bible says, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them in the hand of the Philistines 40 years, but and there was a man, certain man, of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and bare not, but Aran, the angel of the Lord, appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a, a son. He was a God sent young man, a special young man. It took a miracle of God. 
a very special touch of God on the wife of Manoah to bring forth this young child. And the Bible says he was a well-ordered young child. And Manoah, and they wanted to raise the young man right. They wanted to raise him as God would order them to, for him to be raised. The Bible says in chapter, in there in verse 12, And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? Lord, if you'll just show us how to raise this child that you've given to us for your good and for your glory, uh, we want to do right. We want to order his way right in life. I pause long enough to say, hey, because of the way that you've been brought up doesn't guarantee that you that you won't go wrong. And it's many a young person coming out of a good Christian home who the father and the mother has sought the wisdom of God as to how to order your steps and how to order things that ought to be done in your life and, and bring you up in that respect of God and the things of the Lord. It's still not uncommon to find some kid, some young person that's brought up right that goes wrong simply because of sin along the way. The Bible says, and you know the story, uh, he was to, be, was to be a Nazarite, separated Unto God. The Bible says there in verse 24, And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. The child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And God raised him up to be his champion. And we could talk about the many uh, great things he did achieve as God's champion Along the way, he was a well-ordered child. He became a champion, but then sin began to get into his life. And it was a stage of David. He was in different stages in his life. Sin began to work in and work in his, in his life. Uh, it began, I think, in chapter 14 in verse 3 when, when he didn't listen to his parents. He got to the place where he didn't listen to his parents. Although they gave him good wisdom, he still didn't listen to them. For the Bible says here, when you know the story, when Samson went down and, and found a young lady that, that he wanted, and he came home and told his parents about it, and his parents said, well, no, that's, that's not the kind of a lady that God would have for you. That's not the right kind. And by chapter 14, the Bible says, and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughter of, of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have, I have seen a woman. I have seen. What you may see in life and what you may, in seeing in life, you think might be the best for you may not be the best for you. You don't always bring into your life or get into in your life the things which seem good to you. Even when your heart feels that. Because the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And when you young people uh, uh, see that beautiful young girl and, and you young girls see that, that handsome young man and uh, your heart may go out to that one and you, you may think this is the one by your heart, but wait until God approves it. Wait after you've prayed about it. 
And young people, the thing to do is start praying about it early before you get so deep in and so infatuated and and it may be love gets in there. Be sure that you wait long enough to and find out before you get too deep before if this is God's will in your life. Save you a lot of heartaches. Save you a lot of problems. Many a young girl who God called to be a missionary never made it to the mission field because she married the wrong young man. Never got there in life. He, he, he told his mom and dad, he said, I have seen. Uh, uh, she uh, pleases me. That which pleases us in life isn't necessarily always the best thing for us in life. Samson made a mistake right there when he didn't listen to his parents. And God is, young people, God is going to place in your life along the way Many folks that may say things that will help you in life along the way. If you have good godly parents to begin with, that, that's good, that's good. But they'll be a teacher. They'll be a pastor that will step into your life and cause you to look and to think, cause you to stop, look, and listen before you go on any further in things in your life. And, and, for, and for Samson, his mom and his dad said, Son, that's not the kind of woman that would be right for you. But he said, I want her. I want her. And I don't have time to get into the rest of that, how that he lost out there, and, and uh, simply because he lost out there, and, and then uh, finally got to the place uh, after disobedience, he saw that, that, that woman, Delilah. He saw another one that uh, he wanted, the Bible says. I don't have time to deal with it at length. But you know when the Bible says he, he got involved with Delilah. The Philistines came and said, unto him, said unto her, said, Now I want you to find out wherein his great strength lieth. I wish they had time to deal with that. Find out where his great, great strength lies. So that we may weaken him that he can become like all other men. He said, we'll pay you a certain amount of money if you get that for us. Get that information. And so, old Samson, you know, somehow like we think we're in immune, we'll never give in. He laid down in Delilah's lip and lap and she said, where is your great strength? I always said, if you'll get seven green whiffs, vines that have never been used, and boy, if you'll bind me with those, he said, that'll be it. He was dabbling around, tinkering around, unknowing that, boy, the, the end was coming down. The things that don't seem like they're going to be big, that won't throw you down and get you down, but if you keep on tinkering and fooling with sin, it'll finally get you. And said, put those in. And said, that'll hold me. But you know the story. Uh, she said, there, here, Samson. He got up. They didn't hold him. Well, he said, uh, she said, you lied to me. You didn't tell me the truth. He said, I tell you what, get some new rope that's never been used before. And if you'll tie me up with those, that'll be it. So she did that. 
Hey, the Philistines are here. Boy, he come. He jumped up, tore them loose, and overcame his enemy. He said, you didn't tell me the truth. He said, well, I'll tell you what. If, you, if you'll tie my hair up with some web, that'll do it. And that didn't do it either. Until finally the Bible says she kept at him. Sin kept tempting him. And finally the Bible said he told her all of his heart. And he said, if you cut my locks. Now he was a Nazarite. Jesus was not a Nazarite. He was a Nazarene. I don't know of anything in the Bible that would teach me that Jesus had long, long, black, long hair. He was not a Nazarite. He was not commanded to let his hair grow. He was a Nazarene, not a Nazarite. See, he, he didn't have to take a vow. He was God, manifested in the flesh. But finally the Bible says he told her all his heart. So she cut his hair. This time when he said, the Philistines be upon thee, boy, he got up. But he didn't get up like he had gotten up before. When sin finally gets to you and does its work in your heart and your life, you won't be able to get up like you once got up. When Samson got up this time, his strength had turned to weakness. They took him and put out his eyes, and his sight was turned into darkness now. He was no longer a champion now. Instead of being a champion, he was chained. And instead of fame, he had come to shame in life. Sin had taken him further than he wanted to go. I don't believe Samson ever thought it would ever come to this. I never thought it'd really go this far. All I wanted was this woman. All I, all I did was want this woman. I, didn't, I never thought that it'd come to this. It, it took, him, took him to a place he didn't want to go. I'm sure Samson didn't want to be blind and uh, being used in exhibition as a crying and, and, the, and the world making sport of him. Just took him further than they wanted to go. Kept him longer than they wanted to stay. And made him pay a price he really couldn't afford. Samson really couldn't afford to lose his testimony. But he did. Samson really couldn't afford to lose the strength that God had given him. But he did. Samson really couldn't afford to give up his eyesight. But he did. Uh, Samson uh, couldn't have, have afforded, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to give up all that he had in life. But he did. Why? Because sin took him further than he wanted to go. You better watch it. You better keep your eye on sin because it'll take you the same way. When I, when I go over here to the book of Luke in chapter 15, I find that sin took a young man, another young man, further than he wanted to go. 
kept him longer than he wanted to stay and made him pay the price that he really couldn't afford to do. When you read that story of this young man, uh, one of two sons, the Bible says, and the younger one came to his father and uh, said unto him, uh, I want that which is designated for me in verse uh, chapter 15 and verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sins, and the younger of them said unto his father, the younger of them, Father, give me. Give me. I, I, I want something, give me. If something's there for me, I, I, I want it, and I want it now. He said, I want you to give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. If anything's ever been set aside for me, I want it now. And he divided them his living. And I want you to notice what it says in verse 13 and 14. And not many days after the younger son gathered all. He gathered all that was coming to him. And took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all. He got it all. But he lost it all. He surrendered it all. Why and how did he surrender it all? In riotous living. Living your own way. Doing your own thing. We're saved. We've been bought with a price. We don't have any rights anymore. We don't do our own thing. We're supposed to be busy doing his thing. And our bodies have been set aside for his good and for his glory. Sin would like to get a hold of your life, young lady and young man, and destroy it and tear it down and uh, cause you to lose it all. Just throw it all away. Can you picture the young man as you read the story? Man, he's going out full. His pockets are full. He's went down. He's got the money to, to get him four on the floor, buddy. Got him a good hot camel and he's gone. And he spends it all in riotous living. And so the Bible says he comes to himself after all of it's gone. And young people, when the world has drained you of all the good that they see in you and all that you have, then they're through with you. They're through with you. And you're left with what's left if there is anything. Here's a young man, he went out with all, but he lost it all. His dream, he must have had dreams. Man, I got money. I got freedom now. Mom won't be here when I get up in the morning to tell me what I got to do. Dad's not going to be here to tell me what I got to do. Man, <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing right now. I, I, I'm going to think like I want to think. And I'm going to dress like I'm. So when you read the story, I wound up in the hog pit. He would have loved to eat what the hogs were eating. So the Bible says he came to himself. His started with discontent. 
It continued and developed into riotous living where the Bible says he wasted all. Discontent. Don't have time to develop that. He made up his own rules for living. He set his own standards. The more freedom you have, the more responsibility. Every inch of freedom you get, there's another inch of responsibility with that freedom. That you have to meet God with. You're on your own now. His dreams. Here he is and here he is in the hog pen saying to himself, Man, I never thought it'd turn out like this. I, I never thought it'd end up like this. His dream had turned into a nightmare. And sin will do that for you. Here is freedom without thought. Every step that you make, young people, every opportunity with, that freedom gives you to go and to do and be out there in this world and walk in this world, every step of that, you want to think about that because freedom without thought will cost you dearly a long life. It took him further than he wanted to go. Kept him longer than he wanted to stay because it took all his living it took all his friends. It took all his freedom. And so when you step out in life, freedom bears that responsibility where you and you alone then are responsible with to God. And actually you're responsible to your own body and the Lord as to what you do with the freedom that you've got. Freedom took that young man further than they wanted to go. Kept him longer than he wanted to stay. And made him pay a price he really couldn't afford to pay. We'll come back to that young man. His time permits his time's already up and gone. But, uh, we'll get back to that again. At least he did come to himself. We'll talk about that. May I just briefly mention this. Sin took Achan further than he wanted to go kept him longer than he wanted to stay and cost him more than he could afford to pay. Don't have time to get back to the old this morning, but I hope that you will uh, go over and uh, read in the book of Joshua in chapter 7 where after that great battle and great victory, a man by the name of Achan was in the army of God. A good warrior walking with the rest of the people of God as it were. In the victory, Jericho was a great victory. But then now it was no big Jericho was ahead of them and just a little Ai. And uh, Joshua said, and they talked, said, don't need to take near the army. To, to Ai like we took to Jericho. They just sent a little smaller group up there, but Ai went in that group. And boy, they got whipped, you know, they got beat good. I mean, they were run back home and Joshua wept over the thing, and uh, how in the world could uh, God? How in the world we got the same army? We got the same people. We we went to a smaller place, and not near like Jericho. They're, they're like the walls of Jericho that we had to deal with. Just a little old AI with the same people, same idea, and everything, and yet we got licked. God said, "Sin in the camp. Sin." Did. 
just find out where it is. So Joshua began to call them by order in, and wish they had time to do would be called AI in, asking about it, and then AI confessed to it. He said, uh, I'm the problem. If one man, one man brought the whole that the whole thing down. This is what this is what a this is what Aiken said. He said this would have been in the last battle. He said we were told not to think things for ourselves, as it were, to say, "Don't be covetous things you see." And he said, uh, "I committed a sin." We were not told to take it. And the Bible says in verse 20 of chapter 7, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus have I done. And when I saw, there is that I see thing. Samson said, I, I saw her. I wanted her. Uh, Achan said, I, I, I saw this gold, and I saw the silver, and I... I saw these, these garments. He said, I saw the goodly Babylonian garment I, I, and the 200 shekels of silver and the wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. And then he said, when I saw it, I coveted it. So I took it for myself. And he said, over in the tent, buried in my tent, the Bible says they went to the tent and they found the Babylonian's garment. They found the gold and they found the silver. And sin had taken Achan further When he coveted those garments of gold and silver, he never thought he'd come to this. He now is disqualified to walk with the army. Better watch out. Sin will disqualify from walking with the ark. Sin not only disqualified him, but sin, sin was going to make him a living example of sin, of covetousness. You have time to deal with that. But you better not try to covet it. Only wait to let God give you what He wants. The sin of covetousness is ruining a lot of our families across the country today. Not content to live and to have what God supplies and gives to you along the way. And sin now had brought his family into danger. Joshua said, Achan, bring your family. Your wife, and bring your children. Bring all of them. And now his family going to pay the penalty the great price for his sin and Achan is saying now, I never thought it was going to hurt my family and Achan is saying I, I never thought it was going to bring my family kids and if you read the story the Bible says that they brought Achan they said to stone Achan not only lost his place in the army of God. Embarrassment. He lost his family. He took his family down with him. They also suffered death. 
loss of life. And you can read about it in the Bible. You'll find it right here. He said, I've taken up the accursed thing. And the Bible says they took him out, stoned him to death, and all of the children. Sin took Abraham further than he wanted to go. Kept him longer than he wanted to stay. Made him pay a price he really couldn't afford. Could Achan really afford being disqualified to walk with the army of God? Could Achan afford the embarrassment? But he did. Achan really couldn't afford to take his family down with him. But he did. Sin plays a big price, ladies. So you want to think about that along the way when sin starts its first little working. You start looking on those things that you know that you shouldn't touch and you shouldn't covet and you shouldn't want. I'm going to leave you with this quickly. What he said I couldn't finish. Him, I have God. I need to just go ahead and Can I do this? Thank you, Brother Harold. Let me just leave this with you. Sin took Israel further than they wanted to go. The whole nation. One particular sin. Among many. But one particular sin took Israel further than they wanted to go. Kept them longer than they wanted to stay. And made them pay the price they really couldn't afford. What was that sin? That was the sin of robbing God. The sin of robbing God. Think about that ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Getting them out from under the... When you read over here uh, in the Bible, uh, you'll find when the question was asked, and they asked the question, well, wherein, wherein have we gone astray? And wherein have we gone wrong? And he said, uh, you've gone wrong in your tithes and your offerings. He said to them, you're cursed with a curse. Because they had robbed God. Let me say to you, young people, this may not be popular uh, in a chapel service, but you ought to tithe. Hey, you ought to be sure you tithe. And you ought to be sure you tithe honestly. And don't be just at it. Give a little more. Give, get a little more than just the tithe. But your tithing plays an important part in your life. Your tithing plays an important part in the entire family of the church. Tithe. The failure, stealing and robbing from God brought a curse on them that curse was they were moved out from under the window of blessing he said now if you get right about this he said if you'll get right in your tithes and your offerings I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing said, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. I, 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 don't, want, I don't want to back my little, my little old pickup truck under that window. I want a, I want a dump truck under that Amen? Because there, there was a time, I don't have time to turn it, but it, I'm taking it back. But anyway, uh, there, there was a time in my life when money could not have helped I needed a blessing. I was a blessing. And I told the story, I guess, a year ago. I, don't, I won't go through it this morning. 
uh, about the, the airplane that I was flying and went down and 14 miles from the nearest facility and, and when they could finally get somebody from the nearest facility to where I was, the, the, my passengers walked out. Uh, they said to me, he said, uh, we can't keep him alive. We got to go 14 miles to the nearest uh, facility. There's no way we can keep him alive. Money couldn't have helped me. I needed a blessing. I was glad that day I was under the window. I was under the window. Are you hearing me? I got to the hospital. They did the surgery on my throat and all my larynx. Everything was destroyed. My voice was gone. My surgeon says, your voice is gone. There's too much damage. Money couldn't have helped me. I needed a blessing. I needed a blessing. So God restored my voice and gave me a new voice again. I'm here to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that sin is the greatest thing that you have to contend with while you're right here in this college. Sin. Uh, I don't have time to deal with what it does in the church, but the sin of bitterness will take you out, keep you longer than you want to stay, make you make a face pride. Jealousy. Pride. An unforgiving spirit cuts off your forgiveness. Sin will take you out of fellowship, take you out of church, and take you out from under the window of blessing. How many have said, I didn't think it would come to this? How many have said and are saying, got in deeper than I thought? I didn't think it'd ever go this far with me. I never thought it would end up this way. But it did and it can. So I encourage you. Beware of sins. Beware of sins. Take your photo that you want to go. Keep it longer than you want to stay. And make you pay a price you really can't afford. Young ladies, you just can't afford to give away your life. You just can't afford that. You young men, uh, your position, your call in life, the anointing of God, you can't afford to give that up. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.